This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by our friends over at Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association at Hedua.com. Hey, this is Fletch, and you have tuned in to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. You know, we are starting this week right where we left off. This is part two to our podcast on adoption. Uh, We are picking up right where we left off, and we are going to finish our interview with Jeremy and Michelle White. Now, this second part of their story gets a lot more real, and we really dig in to what happened in their adoption story. We think you're going to love it. And if you're a family who is adopted, we think you're going to relate. For all of us, this is just an eye-opening episode on adoption and homeschooling. We're also going to do a game that we have come to love here at Homeschooling in Real Life. It's called Q&A with K&A, where each of us ask one another a question that's maybe has something to do with homeschooling, maybe has something completely off the charts. We had a lot of fun tonight, and as I edited this episode, I realized we recorded this one late at night, so for some reason, we were a little more punchy than normal. I think you're going to love a lot of the humor that's in this episode, because both Kendra and I just had a lot of fun recording this one. And lastly, we want you to hang in till the very end of this episode because we are introducing the fall lineup for the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. You know, we're getting a little risky this fall and we're stretching ourselves with some of the episodes and we think you're really going to like what we have lined up for you. And we look forward to hearing back from you and getting some feedback. So stick in there till the very end and check out these shows that we have coming. We want to thank you for listening to this episode. This is episode number 65, Adoption and the Homeschooling Family, Part 2. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Kendra. And this is Fletch. Wow, did you hear that? We did it backwards. You shouldn't have said anything and just see if anybody noticed. They would notice. They notice those things. Our listeners notice the small things. True. They do. Hey, how you doing tonight? Oh, you know how I'm doing tonight. Well, you should <laughs> I'm be glowing over here across from you. You are. She is. She's not tired tonight. You know why? Because <laughs> oh her body is alive. Oh my goodness! So... Wait, I have the perfect song to cue up, and I'll cue it up now, and then you go ahead and tell the story. Well, yeah. So, um, you know, Fletch, I was born in California. Right. Yeah. I have six months on you in California because you were born somewhere else and then moved here when you were six months old. Sure, Baltimore for all of our Baltimore listeners. That's right. So I was born in California. I have never lived in any other state (laughs) or any other country. This is the only place I've lived. 
Uh, I wonder in, when the first time was you went to the beach. Oh, well, I can... I Oh, I know. I was six weeks old. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So you've been doing this for a lot of years. <laughs> 45 years. So why don't you tell our listeners what happened yesterday when you went to the beach? Yeah, I went to the beach with two of our kids and... Um, I'm an idiot because I I thought about taking sunscreen and then I didn't think about it again and we just played all day on the beach and <laughs> I'm totally fried. I mean, ridiculously fried. Yeah, so I'm not going to give too much personal information, but if you guys know the little copper tone girl with the dog pulling down her suit, <laughs> Kendra pulled down part of her suit and it's exactly like that, only red. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Thus, the rock lobster. It's so bad. And spare me, like, the skin cancer lectures, because I know them backwards and forwards, and I'm just an idiot. That's all. That's awesome. Hey, uh, we are talking tonight about adoption. It's uh, episode number 65, Adoption and the Homeschooling Family. We're going to do part two to our first episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 64, head on back, give it a listen, and you'll be on board for this one. But I wanted to share just a few things, and that was I put out a request for people to leave reviews on iTunes, and we went over the 100 mark just like we'd hoped for. Woot. That was a lame woot. Woot! <laughs> That's better. It was very exciting. I just woke somebody up. They had and, this plane yeah. in their car, and now they're like, a crashed because I just yelled woot. And we are not um, stopping there. We want you to continue to leave reviews, and we, you know... When you do that, when you leave a personal review on iTunes and when you actually download our show, those are the two ways that we can get our podcast increased in ranking. Now, let me say this again. We are not looking for accolades. We are looking at getting real homeschooling in real life into the ears of more people because we feel like we're saying something worthwhile. We're having real discussions about this great homeschooling community, uh, which we really believe is great but often gets tied up in just rigid living. Mm -hmm. You know, is that a fair term? Yeah. We were on a podcast today. It's going to be coming out in October. We'll tell you about it. But we had the opportunity to talk about hope shifting. Bondage to things that are not essential to the gospel. Transparency. We had a great conversation this morning, but it just, it got me fired up again that, hey, you know, I think what we're saying here matters. And if you could do me a favor and just leave us a review, that'd be fantastic. It's it's another way people get to hear us. I mean, they can find us on Google. They can, you know, hear us at conventions and stuff. So let me share a couple of the ones that were sent in. And, and here, here are some of my favorites from this week. Um, first, this one was great. The title of this review, Kendra, is Every Homeschooler Needs This Podcast. Five stars. Hey. And this is by, I always have a hard time with the names, BJM dot 900 that means something i'm sure and here's what bjm.900 says love the realness of this podcast great encouragement every day not just about homeschooling but real life issues thanks for all you do hey cindy newman is my in my homeschool co-op group so now i know someone famous ah cindy is our awesome cup designer yeah so you need to go to our show notes and then go to cindy's uh, what is that page called again? Etsy. Etsy page. And then it, you can get one of our coffee mugs from Cindy. They're cool. They're super cool. I drink my coffee out of Cindy's mug. So go check that out. But here's the last thing she says. 
uh, and I plan on getting some Caroline's Coffee for our group. And do you know why that's cool? Because Caroline's Coffee is a sponsor, and we've asked you to go to our sponsors and support them. If you don't show up at our sponsors and use our sponsors, then they're going to stop sponsoring us. And when they stop sponsoring us, we won't have cool coffee to hand out. We won't have cool homeschool planners to hand out. So do us a favor, go to our sponsors and and tell them that Fletch and Kendra sent you. Use the code, right, Kenj? Right. What did you learn last week about Caroline's Coffee? Caroline's Coffee sells tea and you were holding out and I was not the only one who noticed it because... Yeah, like, I mean, like 10 minutes after the podcast went out, somebody's <laughs> like, how could you not tell us about Caroline's exactly. Coffee and tea? Exactly. You know what? Because it's called Caroline's Coffee. I think that's the reason I didn't really maybe jump on that. Biased people. Yes. Um, and now here's a second one. And this, and I'm not just reading reviews. Now, this is a, one of these um, came in on Facebook, and then she wrote a review here on uh, iTunes, so I know I can read it. Excellent podcast. Can't get enough. Five stars by Beloved in Japan. This podcast is extremely helpful, encouraging, and freeing. Now, this was a lengthy review, and if you want to go on iTunes and read it, you can. But here's the part I loved is right at the very end. She says, don't expect pat answers or guilt-inducing talks that leave you wondering what's wrong with your family. In particular, Fletch and Kendra come back time and again to shifting our hope back to the gospel, and they share how that applies in various situations in homeschooling. I love this podcast. If you only listen to one homeschooling podcast, this is the one. Thanks so much, hey, Fletch that's and Kendra. Nice. Yeah, that's a great review. And you know what I liked about that was not not that she's patting us on the back, but that she's recognizing this idea that we keep coming back to hope shifting, and we do it in every episode, and we'll talk about it again today. Yeah, you know, we did that interview that you talked about earlier today. Um, that's going to be coming up in October. But you said something on there that I thought was really great, and it was that you woke up this morning and oh recognized goodness, yeah. that you had shifted your hope to something. Yeah, like straight out of the gates this morning. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm, and I had to like, Take those thoughts captive, which I don't, I hate buzzwords like that. I mean, that's not a buzzword. That's what? That's scripture. That's scripture. Right? But so many Christians are like, oh, take those thoughts captive and just, you know, press yeah. it down, smash it around. I don't know. All those. Press dumb. down. Yes, up. I that's know. what There's, God does for us. It's I know. Not- <laughs> but like so many of these <laughs> terms we use in, in um, yeah. church and scripture and not scripture. Well, they can just become sort of rote and we don't yeah. think about them and they people flop them around sloppily and yeah. Yeah, you're saying and, and I'm really, saying truly I really like I captive. needed to take these thoughts captive today yeah. and say, Fletch, you are hope shifting. You are really putting your hope in things other than God. And let me tell you guys, it was uh, just another reminder that we all need to stop doing that and put our hope squarely where it belongs. So thank you so much to those that listened and went over to iTunes. Please, you know, continue to do so. If you haven't done it, it's really quick. It's really easy. Thank you for uh, pushing us over the 100 mark. There's nothing special that happens. We didn't get, you know, suddenly Apple did not send us a free computer. That would have been cool. Oh, but you know what's really weird? I wonder if our listeners know this about iTunes. It's super backwards. It is. You know what? I don't follow it for anything other than just to make sure that it's working. Yeah. And, you know, iTunes actually ranks podcasts. But but like you said today, there's a podcast that was ranked super high. And yeah, it was ranked was, number two this episode. week. One episode. Yeah. <laughs> we have like 65. We had, you know, a ton of people go leave reviews. We're like, um, yeah, I guess 
there's another podcast called Homeschooling in Real Life. So whatever. Yeah, that's weird. You know what, Apple? Weird. Get on board. This this iTunes thing is not working. You do so many things well. So enough fluff, Ken. Shall we, t- we talk to... Well, you know what? Let's... T- one more thing. I want to share one more thing. Okay. What did we do tonight? We took three kids out to dinner, and it was absolutely delightful. It was. And I think, you know, people say, well, big deal. But but these are our youngest three. Um, they are 11, 8, and 7. And that 7-year-old is our brain-damaged guy. And so um, they just don't always... You know how certain kids just don't have a good mix? <laughs> I mean, these three are fine, but two of them in particular, the 11 and the 8, don't always see eye to eye. <laughs> and so, you know, there's just some little things there that we're working on. But... Um, but this was the first time with all three of them that they just did beautifully. Yeah, in a in very restaurant. adult restaurant. Yeah, yeah, they did it was well. just a, like a glimmer of hope for things oh, to come. Yeah. Like, hang in there. Yeah, I think is we, what we're saying. Hang in there. I mean, this is the bottom three of eight. Yeah. So it was so delightful. Yeah, I think hey. it was the mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Then they could. Oh, and the the waiter said, well, "Somebody ordered milk." The waiter yeah. said, "Would you like chocolate milk?" He's like, uh, duh. oh, it's a kid. <laughs> what do you think they're going to say? So, hey, let's get started with this program. We're going to take a quick listen to our sponsors over at Hedgewa, and then we'll be right back. Our sponsor is Hedgewa.com, and yes. you've had the chance to look through some of their material. Yeah, I am currently using not only their blog planner, which I know doesn't apply to all of our listeners, but they also have uh, several day planners. And you know, Fletch, I've gone pretty much all digital. Right. So on these written planners, they I, I want to ask you one question as a homeschool mom. Okay. When our kids get ready to go to college, are you putting together a portfolio? Absolutely. Okay. So they have this four-year plan. Have you seen that four-year school plan yes. that they have at yes. Edgewa? That's perfect for homeschoolers that are maybe getting their kids ready for high school because mm-hmm. it's something where they can, you know, just continue to put examples uh, throughout those four years. And then when they go to put together a portfolio, they have it there. It's organized. Yeah. And you know what's really lovely about it is um, I don't have to think of what those things ought to be. There are planner pages and prompts for what what we should be keeping records of for for those four years. Yeah, so if you're a homeschool mom or dad and you're thinking, how will I get my kid ready for college? What will I need? You know, aside from the grades and all the activities they're going to do, this couldn't be a better resource. Now, I had the chance to ask Ann Hibbert, who's the senior content editor at Hedgewa, about this. And here's what she had to say. That is exactly the intention of the design of the four-year planner. Uh, And in fact, my personal usage, I have a brand new high schooler this year, and I got her the one-year high school planner to totally take over on her own. We use the four-year planner to work together to lay out her uh, her entire plan for the next four years. And that it, that one is going to be preserved for portfolio and application preparation. Um, and that, that's the intention. We will record grades. We will record anything, that any of her activities. We will slide anything that will go into her portfolio into it. Um, and that is really the intention of the four-year high school planner. All right, hurlers, we can't emphasize this enough. You know, if you are planning out your life 
if you are planning out your homeschool year, if you need a planner just to provide to your homeschool student to map out their year, or if you need a planner that can help you put together a portfolio for college admission, the Home Educating Family Association has created a planner just for you. So head on over to our show notes on the Homeschooling IRL website or to Hedua.com. And we are back and we want to thank you for uh, sticking us in your ears and listening to this show. Can I just tell you something? What? I was just deleting um, weird people that added me on Google Plus because you know how much I love the Google Plus platform. No, not at all. Anyways, weird, you know, I'm thinking, why did you add me? And um, I just deleted Ninja Jesus. Ninja Jesus? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I would have like kept, I would, I, not only would I have kept that as a friend, I would have like followed that one. Ninja Jesus. Whatever. What is, what, I don't he's know. super, yeah. kind of comes in quietly and <laughs> saves you in the middle of the night. You know, you know all the temple like, you know, upturning the tables. Oh, Ninja oh, Jesus. Like ninja. <laughs> you never even see him coming. Right. Like, tables turned and then like he's out of there. <laughs> what happened? It was Ninja Jesus. Wow. Hey, How'd that guy get saved? Ninja Jesus. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wasn't he on the cross? Ninja Jesus. We'll be fine. Ninja Jesus will save us. Wow. This is really... <laughs> Descended into stupidity? Yes, yeah. it has. <laughs> I don't know why that seems... Is that... Is it like sacrilegious? It probably is that we're like joking about it. I didn't make it up. Somebody else created a Google account as oh, Ninja Jesus. Wow. And it's way better than like Pansy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like tie-dye Jesus. There's a bunch of other Jesuses. Rasta Jesus probably. You could probably find oh, that one. Yeah, I'm sure that exists. Yeah. So, hey, uh, we are back on with uh, Jeremy and Michelle White. And we are talking in this episode... You know, we decided to split this into two, and this is on their rest of their story. Yeah, and um, this is the one I think some of our listeners have been waiting for because we're going to get into some kind of heavier aspects of adopting or foster foster caring. Yeah. Foster care. Yep. Yeah. We've had a lot of – in uh, this week we had a lot of people write into us. I actually liked what one person said when they wrote into us. They said, I was afraid to listen to this podcast. Because they're in the middle of uh, foster adopting, and they were maybe afraid of hearing what we're going to say. And isn't that the reason, Kendra, mm. that we're talking about this? Yeah. It's because, you know what, this is a tough topic. It's tough when you jump into adoption, and then things just don't go well. And I, here are some of the things I wanted to kind of dialogue through, and, and I'm not sure if we talk about them all, but you know, maybe we need to. When you're a homeschooler and it's not going well and you tell a parent who's been particularly critical mm. about homeschooling and yeah. you say, man, this is really hard. Yeah. They mm-hmm. say, well, you chose to do it. Right. So, I, I've had that said to me, you know, um, sort of like you made your bed now lie in it. Man, um, having eight yeah. kids, this is really hard. Well, you chose to have all those eight kids. Yeah. You could have stopped. Yeah. Here's a real life one. I remember when I had, I think just the two little boys, maybe I was pregnant with a third um, of our older set and I remember um, being in the car with a relative and I said, when do they stop, you know, bickering with one another, the little boys in the back of the car and the relative said, well, not if you don't stop having them. 
That's great. That's yeah. beautiful. That's fantastic. You know what? <laughs> and I remember that. You know, that's the thing. Here we are all these years oh, later. Oh, man, I have so many responses that are inappropriate for this podcast <laughs> for people that say those kind of things. But yeah. with this adoption one, when someone's like, this just isn't working out. Well, you adopted them. Right. You know, you are the ones that decided to do this. That's the true dig. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, hey, let's bring it up to the surface. Let's have that discussion out loud. Um, not that it's an appropriate response. But, you know, we were saying, let's go into all of this with eyes wide open. Hey, right. we're going to homeschool? Eyes wide open. Yeah. This might be tougher than you think. It's not all, uh, you know, museum trips and, um, <laughs> you know, lap books. It's kids that don't like each other arguing all day long when you, when you, you know, they're not in classes. Did you it, just say lap books? I have no... Is that something? Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. something. I'm just impressed you would know that. Oh, okay. You know, but that's the same thing. It's like, you know, let's go in with eyes wide open and discuss it. So here we are with Michelle and Jeremy, and we're just going to continue this discussion. So let's stop talking and let them start. Let's go down this discussion of what happens when adoption uh, doesn't get the end results you were planning for. Yeah, you know, um, I know that you guys are just a few weeks out, if it's even been a couple of weeks, right, from having to make a really hard decision. And we would um, we'd just really like to hear that story, too, because this is, this is part of real life, and it doesn't at all lessen your heart or the, the good parts of adoption, but it is an important story to be told. Well... About two weeks ago, we said goodbye to two little girls that were ages, our ages two and three, who had been living with us for seven months. Um, We adopt through the foster care system here in California, and they had come to live with us in December. Uh, We had intended it to be forever, but as the months went by, um, we observed um, our interactions with them and how they interacted with the family, the other children and vice versa. And, uh, a, a very hard decision had to be made that we felt that we needed to take care of the five children that God had already placed in our family permanently. Um, and, and pray that the best decision was for those girls to be placed with another family um, their needs were so intense, are so intense. And our two little boys also have special needs and their needs are also intense. And so the combination of those four children together um, made it very, very difficult. And through lots of prayer and wise counsel, um, seeking professional help, the decision that we came to was, um, was to say, I'm sorry, but we can't adopt these little girls. So that was a little over two weeks ago that they left our home. And this is a this is a real grief for your family. I know um, it's like you know, you've just said a permanent goodbye to two people that that you have loved for the last seven months. And um, I know it's been really tough. And I think that that is important to be told as well, because like we said at the outset, this isn't a decision you make on the fly. You know, this is really something you seek the Lord in. Would you say that in that, that whole process too, the Lord has, has really taught you some things or, or done some things in your family because of it? I would say it has taught us a little bit more about where our limits are. And 
how much can be done to deal with those limits, you know, whether it be by throwing extra money at it or getting extra help or, or what have you, but there, there are still limits there. Sometimes it's not so much that, that you've got all the problems. Sometimes it's just an issue that your situation is, is not it's not the right situation. Mm. I don't, I'm not. Well, yeah, it's, that's, I'm not saying that. Right. As we said earlier, um, when you're adopting, you get a lot of information on paper. And uh, you have to make a decision based on what you see on paper. We had a few hours of interaction with the little girls prior to them coming home to us. And, um, and we believed it was going to be okay. We, we believed that we heard God saying, yes, this is what we want you to do. And so we took that step of faith. And we said, okay, well, we'll say yes. And we kept saying yes, and we kept saying yes until we heard God saying, no, your time is finished. And yes, it's, it's, we grieve because um, we will likely never see them again. And so, and we have five children at home, um, particularly our little ones who are asking, where are the little girls? When are they coming home? And multiple times a day, I have to tell my three and four-year-old, they're with another family now. There's another family that's loving them. But the hard part for me and for Jeremy is that we don't know where they are. We don't know what family they're in. And so our prayer for them every day is that, and, and, and like it is for our other children, but our prayer for them every day is, God, please place them in a home where they will know they are loved and that they will know your love and that one day they will choose to follow you. Um, so we will not stop praying for them. We will not stop thinking of them. They were our girls for those seven months. Um, and I tell people now that was probably one of the hardest decisions we have ever made in our entire lives. And it does not make us any less of an advocate for adoption. We still believe that people need to be taking care of orphans. We need to be following God's command. And sometimes God's command asks us to do the hardest thing that we will ever do. When we made the decision um, to, to say that we couldn't adopt the girls. I was like, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, could it get any harder? And, and even now I, I can't, I can't go back to cliches. I can't hang on. I have to hang on to the only truth that I know. And that is God's word. And God says that our lives, he has created us to bring glory to himself. So I must believe that even in this experience with, um, with grieving over two little girls that we thought would be ours, even through this experience, God will be glorified. I may never know this side of heaven what his plan was. And that is why we wanted to talk to you today because we want these hard stories to be told. People need to know that God asks us to do things that we may not ever understand why. And when we take that step of faith, we are only doing it because God asks us to, not because adoption is 
fun and it's all fluffy and cozy and you know don't don't we look great because we're taking in these extra kids has nothing to do with that is simply because God asks us to do it and we did it and then he said okay that time is over now and so you know it's yeah definitely one of the hardest things that we have ever done and I don't know (laughs) don't know how God's going to use it but it is helpful to go back to the first principles, the the reasons why we got got along this this road in the first place, and and of course, examining whether or not those motivations or reasons were were the best ones or or the valid ones. Uh, in the same way, you know, some people can uh, start off with homeschooling with the best of intentions but but sometimes their motivations are perhaps a little bit flawed and not the ones that are going to see them through in the long run so uh, the same uh, would definitely be true of adoption and that if it's about if it's at all any measure of self-centeredness there and about oh we're going to save this child and um you know it's going to be all a bit of you know, sweet smelling roses or what have you, then it it is doomed. It is doomed because it it is even in in even in a good adoption situation like we had with with Peter, and it, you know the dealing with the bureaucracy was reasonably smooth and 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 his adjustment went well and uh, as well as could be expected. Um, you know, it was still not without its difficulties and still not without its um, uh, issues. When I look at this situation uh, with these two girls that we've ended up not uh, continuing the adoption process with, we still have to come back. What what is best for these girls? And um, you know, we we well, one of the things that that we looked at, we looked at well, we could we could get more help, uh, and then we decided well, then what that would do is the end result is we'd effectively become a group home. Uh, not only would we no longer really be a, a a family in the sense of the type of family we wanted to be, we would effectively institutionalizing all our other children as well, um, and we didn't want that. We we don't think that would be good for for uh, those two girls, and certainly we didn't think it would have been good for our other children. If we are believers, we need to be living by faith. We, we need to be making steps of faith. And so, therefore, sometimes we make the best decision that we can while not really understanding fully how that's going to work out. And so it wasn't until after we made the decision uh, to tell the county that, I'm sorry, this is not going to be the best uh, fit for, for these girls or for our family, all of a sudden... Out, out of the woodwork, it seems like it, it will be possible for them to be placed with a, a more immediate family member, an aunt and uncle. Now, that process is still continuing. We don't know whether that will actually eventuate. But that was something that happened after the fact and was only became possible because of the choice that we made. So, um, you know, there have been some good things that, that we feel have come out of the situation for the girls. Uh, we are realistic about the road that's ahead of them, regardless of of what happens with with the the family placement, but you know it it all comes down to steps of faith. Mm. I want to take a little break from this interview, and when we come back, I want to ask you two questions. 
One was, uh, what was the effect on your kids? And, you know, maybe what is still the effect on this adoption? And then secondly, uh, how did you go about making that decision? Because I'm sure we have listeners that are right in the place you were uh, a month ago. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, Hurlers. Uh, I just wanted to jump in in the middle of this great discussion about adoption to just alert you to a couple things online that might be helpful to you as a homeschool family. The first is one of my favorite homeschool podcasting dads. It's John Wilkerson over at the Wired Homeschool. You know, just this week, he did episode 160 on Back to Homeschool Tech Tune-Up, where he goes through just some great ideas on getting your technology up to speed for your school year. Definitely, you should go check that out. That's the wiredhomeschool.com. All right, the other thing I'd like to talk about is Info for Families, Barrett and Jennifer Johnson. You know, if your marriage is struggling at all at any point, like all of our marriages do, Barrett and Jennifer lead the Real Marriage Podcast. Fantastic podcast. You know, your marriage doesn't even need to be in trouble to go get some nuggets and some jewels. You know, they just sit down with another couple and talk about real life issues on this podcast. So go check them out. It's infoforfamilies.com slash podcast. Again, that's the wiredhomeschool.com and infoforfamilies.com. Two great resources for your homeschool family. All right, so we're back uh, with Jeremy and Michelle White, and we are asking them questions about two of their adoptions as homeschool families. Can can you guys uh, answer one quick question for me? And that's the question about your kids. Um, specifically, I know we talked earlier about the little ones missing these little girls, but during this process, uh, how are your kids going through this transition from we're going to adopt to, hey, it looks like we're not going to adopt, especially maybe the older ones? Well, our big kids um, are pretty fabulous. And um, they were all on board for the adoption. Um, definitely were on board when we adopted Peter and then a few years later to, to bring in some more kids. Um, they they responded very well to bringing the girls home. Um, one of the challenges that they had was they screamed a lot. Uh, it was very noisy at our house, much noisier than uh, normal. Well, you go from, you know, five kids is noisy. You add two more, seven is noisy. Uh, but when you have some screamers in there, it's just crazy. Um, and so we had to buy earplugs for everybody. Um, the big kids would wear their earplugs at night because there was a lot of screaming at night. Um, and so they they had a good relationship with the girls uh, as much as they could um, when you've got a kid that screams at you all the time. So they did really well. And I'm thinking particularly of my our two oldest are girls, um, the 11 and 9-year-old. And um, they could see that mom and dad were pretty stressed. They could see that particularly me, I was not getting a lot of sleep because the girls did not sleep through the night. Um, J- Jeremy was still traveling um, and he was doing some lots of overseas trips um, this earlier this year. So they could see that I was starting to to <laughs> look a little frayed around the edges. 
Um, one of the things that we did to help our big kids not feel that they were really getting the raw end of the deal was um, we have a really good support network. And uh, we would have people pick up the girls or pick up our kids and take them on field, homeschool field trips that I wasn't able to go on because I couldn't take the girls with me. Um, I would buy theater tickets and ask someone, to, can you take the girls to the theater? Um, you know, things like that so that they were not missing out on the things that our family have always held as important. Um, and it kind of made them also get a chance to kind of have some time away from the family or away from the house. So, but they could see that, that we were, um, feeling the stress of just the constant, just the constant, the, and I can't emphasize the constant nature of the needs of the girls. So, um, so our children, going back to your original question, our children loved those girls and they do love those girls and they are also grieving and so we are having to help the big kids as well as the little kids, but the big kids grieve in the same way. Um, and so like Teresa was doing laundry last week and she came across one of the little girl's shirts that hadn't gotten um, sent with them and she got very sad. And so when that happens, we give them hugs and we pray with them and we pray for the girls. Um, it's important that they we're not trying. We don't want them to forget the girls. We want them to know that they were a part of our family and they are important. And in, in the same way that you grieve um, a, a physical death, we are having to grieve the loss of the girls at the same time. Well, I know it's been just a couple of weeks and it's all very raw and just right there on the surface. I remember having had our fourth um, child and I was at a wedding when she was five days old and somebody said, are you going to have more? And I said, this is not the time to ask <laughs> a mother <laughs> if she's going to have more. But is, is that an open thing for you all? Would you, would you adopt again? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We have already, um, we've talked about it. I am not ready for that. I don't, our family is not ready to, to pursue it again. Um, we have a lot of healing to do. I am appreciating my children in a way that I didn't before we had the little girls. Um, I am taking time to love and cuddle and snuggle with my little boys as much as they want. Um, I think, as Jeremy said earlier, we are much more aware of our limitations. I, I think it would the most accurate thing we could say is we still have a heart for adoption because we remain adoptive parents anyway because of Peter, but um, you can have a heart for adoption and not necessarily be an adoptive parent. There are so many ways in which a, a church community, the faith community can gather around families that do uh, take that step of adoption and, and support them. There, there are also other you know, less uh, permanent programs like Safe Families for Children, where, um, you know, we as Christians need to understand God's heart for hospitality. Jeremy and Michelle, thank you for sharing uh, your lives with us and taking the time tonight to have this discussion. Um, I, I just anticipate listeners saying thank you as well in advance because I know this is a, an issue on the hearts of many, many Christian families who, who do have a heart to obey God um, in taking care of orphans. So thank you for being with us and for sharing your story. 
It's our pleasure. Hmm. Likewise. I really hope that we touched some listeners tonight, that this podcast would somehow free you to realize that if you're in the midst of a really tricky, tricky adoption situation, that, you know, God has this one way or another. Yeah. And I'm, you know, this was a great couple. We're friends. It was easy to have some conversations. It was easy to uh, let them just talk. And again, like you said, I hope that a lot of people were just blessed by what they had to say. All right, before we wrap up this podcast, there's two things I want to do. First, Ken, are you up for something fun? Okay. Quick game of Q&A with K&A. All right. Let's do it now. Q&A with K&A, everyone's favorite quiz show where Fletch and Kendra square off with one crazy question each. All right, Kendra, here's your question. What is your current addiction? <laughs> oh, this is easy. Text yeah. twist. Text, yeah, I know this is your current addiction. Because you know when you do it? Yeah, when you're snoring. No, when we're in bed. When two, when a married couple <laughs> is lying in bed and I look over at your face, it's glowing blue. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm solving puzzles, word yeah. things. Nice, nice. Now, hurdlers, now you know what happens. Good answer. All right, Fletch. I want to know, Mr. Podcast Man, what is your favorite podcast currently? Wow, that's a great question. You know, currently, well, I listen to my podcast on my iPhone when I'm driving to work by yeah, myself. By yourself. Uh-huh. You know what? Yeah, that whole time you get by yourself in the car. Yeah, because hey, hey, I'm going to Mom Hurlers, work. You, you get this, don't you? You know what? Yeah. I wish I had oh, I men that listened to this podcast that could back me up on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work. I yeah. leave at like 5.30 in the oh, morning. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You go to... See, I never leave yes, my work. Right. I'm okay. always... <laughs> You know what, Hurlers? This was supposed to be a quick game of Q&A. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite All podcast. All right, so podcast. when I'm in the car and this one, you know, you get like a little number that says you have a podcast waiting. Yes. 99% Invisible okay. by Roman Mars. It's from the Radiotopia uh, Podcast Network. I love this. It's all about design. And I know you're looking at me going like, Fletch, yep. you don't <laughs> pay attention to design. Right. You don't care much about what you wear or how you look. So why do you like a podcast on design? I think your shorts you're wearing right now have a hole in them. No, these don't. The other ones do. I okay. know which ones all do. Right. I wear them. These I wore to church. So it's all about design. Like they do an episode on flags. They've done an episode on the Portland airport and they've done, which is just on the carpet at the Portland airport. So really cool. A lot of art, a lot of fun. And if I was really going to give credit where credit is due, it would be to our son, Hayden. He's the one that introduced me to this podcast. And I put it off for a long time until I finally started listening. And um, I love it. It's like one of my favorite ones currently. Thanks for asking. Hey, you bet. That was a cool edition of Q&A with K&A. All right. The second thing I wanted to do with you, Kendra, was a very 1970s ABC kind of thing. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, so Christian and I have been watching a lot of Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, right. And then during the 1970s, they always talked about their fall lineup. And you oh. get all excited to be like, Six Million Dollar Man and Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, which we know how much you love that. So I wanted to go over our fall lineup for our okay. listeners. All right. We have some cool shows, including what's coming up next week. Are, are you guys ready to have your heads blown off? Yeah, this is going to be a good one. It's timely. We are going to be talking about what Josh Duggar forgot. Yeah, and if you think we're talking about Josh Duggar, 
you're horribly mistaken because <laughs> the first people we like to point fingers at is ourselves. And by ourselves, I mean the entire homeschooling community, but huge episode. I mean, we've been, we talked about it today. It's just been kind of the topic around um, our, our lives. So that's a big one. Um, we have the next Jenners. What's that one? Well, we have some guests coming on the show who are who were raised homeschooled, and then now they are homeschooling their kids. So we are going to get some perspective from them. Yeah, so they're looking back and looking forward. Yep. Kind of where we are right now. Because, you know, we, we meet a lot of homeschoolers that are second geners, and it's positive. Yeah, absolutely. We meet a lot that have some comments to make. Yep. You know, uh, we have our uh, the, the ones we've been asked for most. Would you guys please do another edition on boys and girls? Yes, so, so we are going to yeah. do that. Those were two of um, our most well-received, especially the boys, because all you had to do was say the boys peed in the carpet. Yeah. In their bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow everybody relates to that. Yeah, I mean, so it's like a universal thing. We're going to go back into that topic. Um, we're hoping to get Thomas Umstadt back on mm-hmm. to talk about his viral blog post on uh, courtship and dating. Yes, he's written a new book kind yeah. of here. So we want to get him on to talk about that book. Um, our friends Hal and Melanie Young over at uh, Raising Real Men. Yes. Uh, we, is that what it's called? Raising Real Men? Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. now it's slipping me. It's been a long podcast editing day. So uh, we want to get Hal and Melanie back on and talk about raising adults. Yes. Melanie and I had a recent conversation about the delay of adulthood amongst the homeschooling family. Yeah, so. and it's crazy, you know, not giving kids cell phones uh, yeah. way into their adult years, no social media accounts, email accounts. Yeah, we're going to talk I mean, about that. It's a crazy world. And when, when we talk about it with people, they don't believe us. They don't believe this is going on. Okay, so I had a conversation today at church with a friend who didn't know the specifics of our background or even really that this goes on in the homeschooling movement. She didn't know, know some of the um, specifics of... Oops, the big falls that have happened, Doug Phillips and Bill Gothard and now Josh Duggar. And I'm telling you what, when I was explaining things to her, she looked at me like I'd had two heads. I mean, she just (laughs) like, people don't believe you that this is it. But I'm telling you, everywhere I go around the country in homeschool conventions, this is prevalent. And when we talked to Helen Melanie Young, when we were on the road, they were like, oh my goodness, we have got to talk about this out loud. Yeah. So uh, the last one, I think that we'll just uh, put people out there. We have an interview coming up with a couple. It's a two-parter on the history of abuse in the homeschool movement. You know, there has been some real, mm-hmm. almost cultish behavior. Oh, yeah. And there are a lot of people that, that there's a lot of these second geners who say, I was abused, mm-hmm. you know, spiritually. Right. So we're going to talk to these this couple that that's kind of their ministry, spiritual abuse. And then on the second part, we're going to talk about how do you keep that pendulum from swinging so far the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our fall lineup. It's huge. Next week, what Josh Duggar forgot. It's going to be a big show. We're excited to bring it to you. All right. So you want to get a hold of us? You know, you can email us at info at homeschoolingirl.com, facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl, Twitter at homeschoolirl. All right. We'll talk to you next week. This is Michelle White. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or searching for them on iTunes.